Hey everyone, and welcome to the Tribe Method Podcast. On this episode, we have two of some of the most amazing people I've ever had the opportunity to meet, Dave and Pauline May. Dave is the founder of University Place CrossFit in Washington State and a local law enforcement officer who operates on the SWAT team. Pauline is also a founding member and is the vision behind the business. She was diagnosed in 2013 with breast cancer and forced it into remission over a year-long treatment program. Then, in 2017, it actually reemerged, and so she's continuing to fight that today. She's become this living, breathing heart of her fitness community and is the official director of motivation at the gym. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this story because it's truly an eye-opening and inspirational one, and it really speaks to the role of, of community and purpose inside of the fitness realm. Okay, so let's, yeah, let's start off just... I mean, tell me a little bit about um, where you guys are both from, uh, where the gym is located, and actually how you guys met would be pretty cool, too. Okay. Um, we're going to go that far back. Yeah, maybe uh, just a little bit. You don't have to go into the details. This just, is, is going to be a three-hour right. podcast. No, no. <laughs> uh, first of all, though, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you guys for bringing us out here. We are so appreciative to be a part of this, and, you know, to have you guys be so welcoming and to, you know, make us a part of this has just been, you know, really, really rewarding for us. And so hopefully, you know, sharing our story can, you know, reciprocate some of that. But, you know, we really appreciate it. Um, so I'm Dave May. Uh, this is my wife, Pauline May. We're from University Place, Washington. Um, that's a small city just about 40 miles south of Seattle, just outside of Tacoma, Washington. Um, we have, we founded, along with my sister and, and her husband, my brother-in-law, uh, we founded University Place CrossFit um, just a little over a year ago. In fact, our official opening day was 2017, uh, January 1st. So um, we're just getting uh, that first year under our belt. Um, we met about 16 yeah. years ago, 16. 17 years ago now, I guess. Just about. Um, at a bar. You know, of all places. Restaurant. Heck yeah. Restaurant. Oh, it was a restaurant. Uh, see how Sorry. that changes yeah, real quick. A restaurant. a restaurant that also had a bar where, <laughs> where we met. Where we both were located restaurant at the time. Like the bar inside the restaurant. <laughs> so it's a restaurant. Okay, got it. For two people that don't fr don't frequent bars a lot, that's a, it's a funny place to meet. But sure. uh, it is. And in fact, I think the very first thing I said to to Pauline was, hey, do you want this Corona? You know, like terrible. already opened beer. She's like, yeah. Why, uh, thank yeah. you for uh, such a nice gesture. No, thanks. You know, like, <laughs> she's like, I see your game already. So, mm -hmm. no. Uh, but, yeah, we met about, you know, 16, 17 years ago. Yep. And, uh, you know, that was one night that we met, and we've been together ever since. Um, well, I, it was like two weeks later when I called you, though. Okay, well. That's how it went down. So this is how this is going to go. I'm going <laughs> to say something, and then Pauline's going <laughs> to slowly she's, correct she's you. She's going to correct me until I get it right. That's so. it. Um, yeah, no, but we, uh, <laughs> um, I'm from, I actually grew up in University Place, uh, Washington, where we have our affiliate now. Uh, Pauline grew up just outside of, um, uh, out of Seattle there. And, uh, you know, we, we've all... My, my sister, Ashley, uh, and her husband, John, uh, again, they're the owners of the, the affiliate, uh, and they do that full-time. Um, we have all spread out all over the country um, since the time you know I graduated high school in 1997, um, and my sister in 99, uh, and then decided we had some circumstances in our life kind of occur and decided to reconvene in University Place 
where it all started for us and, and really kind of reconnect to the community and uh, open up a business that was based around trying to help other people and make lives better. And uh, what better way to do that than through CrossFit? Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Um, we've, uh, I'm a full-time police officer. Um, and uh, like I said, my sister and her husband run the gym full-time. And, and Pauline is the assistant director of a preschool locally uh, in University Place. And um, she also works at the gym. And we have a 16-year-old daughter, Regan, that works at the gym. Yeah. Um, and my parents are members of the gym. We have six kids between the two families. And they're all at the gym every day. So, I mean, it's a... It's been a great way for us to to really be together as a family. Where you know we kind of spread out there after for a while. Sure, so yeah. that's what that's us. And and you guys reconvened to open up University CrossFit. Yeah, we so uh, about ten years ago, uh, my sister and I were sitting around a dinner table. Um, we were visiting each other because we you know they were living in I think Detroit Mi- at Michigan, the time. Yeah, yeah. Detroit, Michigan. They were living yeah. in Detroit, and we were out there visiting, and um, you know. My brother-in-law was an executive for a major corporation, uh, and it's starting to get a little bit burnt out. Uh, my sister was missing home. Um, we were all kind of just trying to decide what can we do to, to bring our family together, and uh, we, that's where the kind of the seed of the business uh, started. started was, you know, we want to build a family business, uh, but we want it to mean something to us. Um, fitness has always been a, you know, a huge deal. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. Uh, for for our family, my sister was a collegiate water polo player. You know, we've all been you know athletes growing up, playing you know every sport that we can, and um, so fitness is you know kind of just fit for us uh, as far as a business went. Um, and then, of course, you have that conversation, and a couple years go by, and you've never Nothing really happens. done anything about it. You know what I mean? And that that was us. You know, and so just like many other people out there that have all these great ideas. You know, over a few beers and dinner with their family that, you know, never occur. We get it. That was us. Dreaming. Um, yeah. And it's and that's cool, right? You, I mean, you can have dreams, and sometimes they happen, and sometimes they don't. Uh, but for us, we were kind of thrust into making it happen um, after a couple of years, you know, a couple of years later. Uh, so we had, like I said, we had that conversation 10 years ago. We, we, you know, we thought this would be a good idea, but everybody kind of, we all stayed in our lives the way that they were. And then we hit the pause button um, about six years ago when we found out that Pauline was, um, when Pauline was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah, that was 2013. Yeah, 20. Or 2012. Yeah, about six six years ago from now. So um, it was, uh, you know, she found a lump in her breast and uh, went and got it checked out. And, you know, um, the circumstances were by the time that, you know, she went to the doctor to get it checked out. Um, it had already metastasized into her lymphatic system, and so, um, you know, essentially diagnosed with stage four breast cancer um, right out of the gate. Uh, and that, like I said, that we we hit the pause button on everything. I mean, I'd like to say that was when we decided we're going to make our dreams come true. We're going to live life to the fullest. So we didn't know what to do. We just um, and and I say I use that term a lot because we just pressed pause and said okay we got to figure this out so one day at a time just trying to figure it all out and it's pretty easy uh in the sense of what to do next because you know she goes through treatment and you do what the doctors say you know we really trusted her medical team at the time and um you know so she went through uh some pretty extensive and dramatic chemotherapy um and then after that once we 
once that was successful and, and showed that it was, in fact, you know, um, killing the cancer, keeping it from growing, um, she had the bilateral mastectomy, so she had double mastectomy, both breasts removed surgically. And then once that surgery was healed up enough, she went, went through radiation. Mm-hmm. And so it was about 18 months worth of treatment that she underwent. And the entire time, you know, we're, you know the, the family is there kind of surrounding her and, you know, just, get, you know, just getting through it together. Um, and we found out after all that treatment that she was in remission, which was miraculous in and of itself at the time. And especially for stage four, right? Right, right. I mean So, it, you know, I mean, it was, uh, we didn't expect that. And I don't think anyone, you know, I don't think our doctors really expected that. We certainly didn't. Um, you start to look at data and things like that, which if I can give some advice to anyone listening, you know, when it comes to disease, stay off the Internet. You know what I mean? Listen to your doctors and, yeah. and have some hope because... Don't look anything up. Yeah, I was guilty was of terrible. that. And you start looking at statistics and they're, you know, they were not on Pauline's side. Or, and uh, and so, you know, you start to kind of fall down that... That, 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 that spiral, rabbit. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, she, she was in remission and it was great. And uh, we really kind of counted our blessings and felt like this was, you know... Um, we Some did it. We turned the corner. And we did. That was, yeah. And, yeah, you definitely. know, and because of that, our family, our, you know, family unit, Pauline and I's family unit became closer. Um, we started to really, uh, I think, appreciate each other more. Uh, we appreciated our family more. We appreciated each day more. Um, we really started to get serious about being, you know, even healthier than we were before and started looking at nutrition and, and some real training regimens that would, you know, help us to kind of fulfill those those uh, goals of being holistically healthy Um, but we went back to normal life you know I you know I still continued to do my job as a police officer Uh, Pauline went back to her job at the preschool kids you know continued to do what kids do which is get bigger right Mm -hmm. and um, everything was great my sister and her husband um, obviously very supportive a really close family Um, they were very supportive the entire time and uh but once we kind of, like Pauline said, turned that corner, everybody went back to uh, uh, normal life. Um, which we, and we continued for a couple of years. Yeah. And things were normal. And still dreaming and about, still, the yeah. mi- about the business. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we'd have those conversations. You know, we real come on, let's get this family yeah. business started. Let's get it started. In the several, meantime. Several conversations. In the meantime, yeah. I was recovering from an injury um, at work. Uh, Pauline was looking for something new uh, for fitness. Uh, my sister and her husband, both, you know, serious athletes looking for something different. That's when we found CrossFit. And, uh, you know, we all became enthusiasts of the methodology and, and the brand. And, um, you know, we thought, we need to do this. You know, this could be exactly this could be our, our gym. Yeah, yeah it could this be could our, be that thing. could be that business. And uh, so we, you know, the seed kind of grew a little bit, um, but not enough to where we actually would make any, you know, solid steps. And that leads us, you know, I'm telling this huge, long story. No, it's great, man. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> that leads us to what, you know, kind of started this whole thing and what I think brings us together today. Um, about 18 months ago, uh, Pauline was experiencing some pretty uh, bad hip pain, um, and she thought it was muscular. I mean, we were training a lot. Um, we, you know, we were um, really trying to get pretty serious about her uh, being competitive in CrossFit and um, you know, she was, uh, you know, we just thought, okay, well, we've, we've overdone it and right. she's, she's sore and, you know, but it just wouldn't go away. Um, she actually had, ba- you know, some scans of her back and we had one doctor tell her, 
that you know she needed a spinal you know fusion and, you know just some complete random stuff that didn't make any sense we had a second opinion and that's when um that ortho found uh some stuff that he said i think we, we need to get your oncologist involved in this so essentially what happened was the hip pain she was experiencing was um the cancer had returned yeah. uh and it had metastasized in her bones um and so she had a very significant tumor in her pelvis and then her just about her entire sacrum um was um you know, involved as far as uh, the tumor and, and quite a bit going up and down her vertebrae. Um, so we obviously we found that out. Um, it was right back to the drawing board, right back to all the imaging, all this, you know. Back to radiation. Yeah, and, you know, again, yeah. just getting treated. Right. You know what I mean? So they started with radiation at that point. Um, you know, it was really, you know, not surgically not a whole lot they could do at this point. Um, and... You know, it was one of those things where it was not an easy conversation that we were having with any doctor when they were talking about where she was at with that recurrence because it had it was big. I mean, the, the cancer had spread fairly widely by the time, you know, we had recognized it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, she was having a hard time walking. Uh, and it just got worse, and then you hit it with radiation, and what happens is, you know, those cancer cells get pissed, and they start kind of being irritated, and then that caused even more pain, which, you know, at one point, she she was <laughs> prescribed a, a cane and a <laughs> which walker. Which you made me get. <laughs> because she was having a hard <laughs> time I getting around. And I refused to right? use it. <laughs> but that's one of our favorite parts of this particular story is because, you know, here she is, she has a cane and a, and a walker, and, and we've got some doctors kind of telling us we, we may not in fact, um, we, we shouldn't, in fact, uh, expect her to be walking um, at this point, right? right? So um, at this point now, it was a, you know, a, a reality that we're, you know, having to kind of face is that, you know, Pauline may not be walking, um, which obviously you can see is not the case. Uh, but anyway, here we are right back into the thick of it with... Uh, uh, the cancer diagnosis. Um, treatment, just a little different. Treatment and... Don't have to do know. the chemo infusions, but I'm on... Thank you. On uh, daily oral chemo medications, which I take three different ones every day still. Yeah. So we're actively treating, you know, <coughs> the cancer. Um, but in the midst of that first diagnosis of the recurrence... You know, obviously, like I said, we're a very close family. My sister and her husband at that point had been relocated to Los Angeles. I called my sister up and I said, hey, you know, we're back at it. It's, you know, the cancer's back and this is what's going on. And um, she, I might get a little emotional here. This is a, yeah, thanks. This is a, it's a very important thing in our life, yeah. important part of the story. But uh, called my sister up and told her, you know, here's where we're at. And, uh. My sister said, we're coming. We'll be there, like, right now. Um, literally dropped everything almost within a week. My uh, brother-in-law uh, resigned from his job. Um, they sold their house down in Los Angeles. And, you know, it wasn't – he didn't have a job at uh, – I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, something that you just come and go from. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was his career, and he, he just left it. And my sister – you know, they sold their house. They had three kids um, and moved back home. And in the midst of that move, my sister said, we're going to make this business happen. This is the sign that we've been waiting for. 
and this is this is how we're going to do that and so um, they dropped everything in their lives down in Los Angeles moved back up to University Place um, my sister said don't worry about any of the setup we're going to take care of all that you be as you, you know told Pauline and I you be as involved or uninvolved as you as you want to and um, we're but we're going to make this happen so uh, that was you know just a little about two years ago yeah, not quite two years it took about six months to kind of get things up and running we uh we started offering some promotional classes and programming things like that and like i said january 1st 2017 we opened the doors officially um and it's a thriving business i mean the gym is thriving um and how many members now? We're, we're, we're floating at around 140, 150 on any Absolute. given day. Wow. So you're only two years in, you have 140 members. Yeah, and one year as actually, you know, being yeah, having open year. doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the idea, and I, I, I heard, you know, I overheard Chris and Shaw a little bit um, talking to you guys. And um, I think part of our success, our pro- all of us, are su- our success really, it be- comes from the passion that we have for, um, for other people. I mean, we, cause we decided, you know, we want to do this to help improve lives in, yep. in, you know, yes, we do want to help improve lives, but it's also very selfish because when you help people, it makes you feel good too. Right. It's and so rewarding. When you're as kind, so rewarding. when you're as kind and, and truly, truly, uh, empathetic, uh, as Pauline, um, to, to see people motivated and come in and be excited to be there, that I, we uh, attribute a, a large part of her, the success that she's having in treating the cancer to the emotional side, the men, you know, the, yeah. the mental side uh, of the business um, and what we're doing there. So that's why we started University Place CrossFit. Um, that's why we're keeping our doors open. That's why we plan on, you know, making this a sustainable business that we can pass down to our kids um how whatever that looks like at this point but um it it was the way to take um, a dire circumstance bring us all together kind of on a united front um with a common goal which was you know just to help people including ourselves you know mostly pauline so uh, yeah that's that's how we got it started that's amazing guys thank you so much for for sharing that i I definitely have a lot of questions about it (laughs) and and, and, you know i'm I'm just going to start with the first few that come to my head because you know it's it's I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of levels me in a lot of ways. It, there's a lot of things to it that I, I believe very strongly in. And to be honest, I'm almost trying to keep it together because <laughs> right, um, right. there's other things in my life, too, that I, I, it, I associate it with. Um, yeah, but I guess 140 members, can you quickly run through the dynamic of, of your sister and uh, her husband? You mentioned other owners. What are, what is your guys' role at the gym? Are you just key members, or, or what else did you do? And I, I apologize because I think you actually touched on it already. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it's you know, um, it's pretty dynamic. Uh, but uh, my my sister Ashley, her husband John, um, they manage, run the gym, and also coach the lion's share of the classes because it is their full time job and it's supporting their family full time. Um, like I said, I'm a full time law enforcement officer. I kept that job. I I am passionate about that that career. Um, I would step away from it if the business called for it. Right now, it, it's not something that's going to support two families Understood. with some major health issues going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, again, the law enforcement community, the job itself has been very supportive in, you know, in helping get, you know, um, the treatment as things that we need for Pauline. But um, it, anyway, so I'm a, I'm a, uh, a coach. Uh, Pauline and I are obviously founders of the gym along with my sister and her husband, John. 
Um, I coach, uh, you know, probably five or six times a week. Oh, uh, wow. Different, different classes. That's a lot more than I thought. Um, and and I, I dialed that down from – I was coaching more, uh, and it got to the point where we realized – Okay, we are always working. I was just going to say, is, yeah. were you full-time police and doing, let's say, 10, 12 classes? Yeah. Whoa, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that was, I didn't even realize that it was a lot because I love it so much. And, you know, the positive interactions and the things that we're doing inside the gym uh, re-energize me. So I never saw it as a drain. Um, but what I did see was I was starting to, you know, as a lot of coaches will probably say, um, I saw my own fitness starting to suffer because I wasn't putting any time into it. And so um, we made some decisions at the end of this year to, or at the end of last year to kind of dial back a little bit, focus more on family, focus more on, you know, ourselves as far as making sure we're okay, sleeping enough, eating enough, um, you know, and uh, making sure that we had, uh, you know, like I said, that holistic health. Right. Um, and so... Uh, I still coach quite a bit, um, you know, uh, try to coach four or five classes a week, sometimes three. Uh, Pauline runs um, and helps coach a lot of our kids' programs that we've introduced at the gym, especially we do a lot of camps during summers and spring breaks, winter breaks, things where kids are out of All school. You know, yeah. We're looking for, for yeah. you know, the community is looking for a place to put kids to be active. Um, you Otherwise, know, I'm just there hanging out. Saying hi to everybody. So the ofi her official title, though, and this is we don't take it lightly, and it's not a it's not an honorable title. I mean, it is a, her official title is the director of motivation. Yeah, oh, um, it makes at the I gym. feel so important with that. Well, the reason <laughs> is pretty awesome. I mean, I mean she's the motivation behind the entire you know business, the spirit of the business, the reason it started. So yeah, we're 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 heavily involved in it. We're there. I'm there every single day. I, someone in our family is there 24 hours the a whole day. Family. Almost. Yeah, like so. you said, the, even the six kids. Uh, but yeah, this find all of us. I there. would take that dead serious too. That I mean, for real, because th there's there's billion dollar startups <laughs> who who you know came up with innovative ways of thinking about just employee culture and employee structure um, in the hierarchy of who who is where. And so they created this role, uh, chief people officer, about four or five years ago, and it's be, become this very big trend. But now the, the newest one as of the past two years is chief culture officer. So right. you have a, these CCOs, and that's what they do. And it's really chief motivational officer because it's all about policing. You know, how do we treat the people who come in? Uh, how do we motivate the people that are here? Uh, and how do we help them grow as a human being, whether it's inside our four walls or whether it's outside? You know, that that's you know valuable for Ab sure absolutely yeah. and that's and you know i think you know probably again I, I i'll touch on it again you know the one of the keys to our success as a business uh, aside from my sister and and her husband being so smart with the business end of it um is the culture that's created around pauline and around the idea that um there's a lot of meaning behind why why are our doors open in the first why place. are we here right and so, you know, the mission statement was very clear right from the very beginning is we want to help people improve lives and uh, and do so in a, in a only positive way. You know what I mean? We And to have Pauline as our um, kind of our guide in that respect has been hugely, um, you know, successful for us. Because as you've seen this week, if you've run into her at all, it's, um, she's always got a smile on her face. She's yeah. famous for it, right? <laughs> and that yeah. smile is what kind of, like I said, it drives the yeah. you know the culture of our business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It makes total sense. You mentioned about the the mental aspect of things and, and approaching you know really tough circumstances with a, a positive mindset and how that can have a direct effect on uh, maybe the outcome. Do you, do you do you agree with that? Is did you kind of when you first got let's say the the first you know bad news uh, was 
obviously so much is probably going through your mind, especially if something is, is coming back and you, you really feel you've already crossed, you know, a bridge and you don't want to look back. Why, why would you, do you, do you feel like approaching it or, or maybe a better question is how did you get to that place where you're like, you know what, I, I th- this is the way I'm going to treat this mentally because it, it's, it's the only way I see. Is that how you think about it or was it kind of just, it is what it is? And No, um, I think for me, when, when uh, I first found out, it's just a whirlwind of emotions. Um, but at that time, I had been um, rediscovering my faith and um, started going back to church. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's that's where it all lies is just my faith I I can go into all my treatments um just knowing knowing where I'm at who uh to talk to which I do a lot every morning I have my quiet time uh praying doing bible readings um just knowing that I don't have control I don't, and I'm okay with that. He might not be. <laughs> I have to, I have to help him with that sometimes. But I'm not in control, and I, I'm okay with that. I've, I've just come to that place in my life where I'm gonna live one day at a time. I know once my time is done, whenever that may be, none of us know. I know what's what happens next. And so I've just gotten to that point in my life where I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. And so while I'm here, I'm going to live the best life that I can and hopefully inspire some people to do the same. So. That's amazing. Are you tapping uh, me because you want me to say something? No. Uh, well, but I, <laughs> I she's, is, she's totally correct. And it's like I have a hard time. N- you know not being in control i mean you know mm-hmm. you get you guys understand you, you get any type of personality you want to make you want to you know direct every turn and, and and feel like you're in charge um nothing quite as humbling as having that all kind of snatched away from you and realizing that you really have no control i mean there's a, there isn't a you know um i can be as angry as i want um or uh, i can study as much as i as i you know think i need to none of those things are going to help you know, cure cancer and, and certainly not Pauline's. Um, what we can control, and I think one of the things that, you know, I've learned by watching Pauline is, you know, you, you can't control your circumstances, but you certainly can control how you react to those circumstances. And one of the things that we're trying to do, and, you know, you kind of caught us on the very beginning edge of our, um, you know, the, uh, a seminar series or a lecture series, if you will, that we're trying to, you know, get going, which is, um, you know, kind of a mindset as far as how to approach life, not just in the gym, but outside the gym. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is to stop looking at life in the context of being lucky or unlucky, um, but to, to, to take the circumstances that you're given and, and um, treat the, each one um, with a positive mindset. Uh, and I can wallow in sorrow, and I have, you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I totally have when it comes to Pauline, and I've had moments of panic. Um, But those are okay as well, you know what I mean? And kind of, you know, even those circumstances where you have those those days that are bad, 
and, and being able to kind of separate yourself from that at some point and say, okay, that's okay. I can feel that way. Now it's time to move on and, and, and start looking, you know, to the future. And, and nobody is, sets a better example of living day to day and uh, with a positive mindset and a smile. No one sets a better example of that than Pauline for sure. And so. it's not always easy. I mean, I'm human just like anybody else. I get mad, sad, angry. I scream into my pillow. <laughs> Um, one of our best friends who is also our pastor, I've had many conversations with him and I'll never forget the day he said, Hey, you can be mad at God. You can scream at him and curse at him. And I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, get ready. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. It's starting tonight and I'm able to do that. But then I get all that out and you feel it helps you feel better, I guess, in a sense, but then you move on and again just being positive and um trying to live your best life and that goes you know that translates into everything right everything everything that you do in in your life um everything that happens in in the gym yeah i was gonna say does that translate into the gym absolutely that that mentality with the coaches there and absolutely and i think that um because that's such a part of our uh startup Mm -hmm. culture uh that it has um bled into you know our members and how they even approach a a singular workout you know what i mean not everything is going to go your way not everything in the course of a workout is going to go your way not every day is going to go your way not every week but if you can take the circumstances that you're given decide how it is that you're going to learn from those circumstances and then navigate on to the next day or the next workout or the next movement in inside a workout all you know it translates you know in that way and if you can keep that mindset, you eventually will land on positivity, right? If, if you just say, okay, this move did not go my way, but the next one will. This day did not go my way, but the next one will. Um, and, you know, you, you take that and you try to apply that to everything. I think it, it makes a huge impact. Yeah. yeah. All the way into, you know, something as simple as a workout in the gym. That's pretty awesome. That actually takes me back. So we were talking to Pat Vellner for a little bit, and he said something that I thought was kind of profound, um, especially for CrossFit Games athletes and and how they're always measured on the outcomes. Uh, They're always measured on where they finish. They have a literal finish of you finished second, you finished seventh, you finished 22nd. And uh, he talked about how he doesn't – he thinks that's a pretty dangerous mindset to have because of all the subjective – moments and things that happen during the competition and I and I I don't think I've clearly broken it down yet I'm definitely going to kind of take some time to reflect but a lot of what he was saying was attributed to well I finished seventh in the swim and most people were like yeah I mean yeah you got a seventh and he was like no that's awesome I killed that work you know what I mean I killed that workout and so measuring himself on almost these mini wins or or the parts of the what makes up ultimately the outcome where the outcome may not be what he's looking for, but he might have two workouts that he's like, you know what, I missed on those two, but those three I killed, and I'm pumped for that because the way I succeeded in those three workouts was vastly different than the way I just missed on the other two. And so to me, this is like a hugely successful games and not just going by, ooh, Frazier beat me, or ooh, I just missed you know regionals or something like that. Right. So I thought that was pretty interesting to to think about things not in terms of outcomes but in terms of almost output right and how profound is that and i think we find that a lot obviously with us um all of us here sitting here that you know uh fitness a big part of our lives and so you you tend to correlate 
or, or um, you know, relate those things to, to real life and what happens in a workout. Uh, but I think that's a profound way to look at things is, again, stop looking at life as being lucky or unlucky or winning or losing. Let's start looking at life as how am I dealing with the circumstances that I'm given? You know, we can, you know, Pauline we, and I have had this conversation many times because she's here. She is, you know, 18 months ago, they weren't sure if she was going to be walking. And she works out five days a week at our gym, right? Four times today on this boat, right? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And so, um, you know, that is a win in and of itself. Of course. I mean, even if she wasn't working out, even if she was just walking, or if she was not walking but she was still getting around, or if she was having a hard time getting around but she has a positive mindset, every single thing you can take that circumstance and you can make it a win. You know what I mean? You can't just look at an outcome based on what everyone else is doing because the same thing Pat was saying, uh, it's so subjective. I mean, what? Th- why compare yourself to someone else? Uh, because the circumstances are different. Right. So it isn't a win or a loss. It's what did you do with the circumstances that were given to you? And again, so we, we have, it's easy for me to sit back here and say that because I, I get to watch Pauline exemplify it, you know, and I, I just, you know, kind of follow in the wake, which is very easy for me you know so Eli no I'm just trying to hold it together right now so I don't say anything (laughs) I mean this is an amazing story and it's very touching um being a person of faith as well it's interesting to see where you got comfort from at the same time too I can see how being an alpha male where you always want to be in control of a situation because you know where that what the outcome is going to be it's difficult to let go. And as the saying is, let go, let God. And, and it's nerve-wracking. Sure. Because you're like, ah. but at the end of the day, to have hope, to have faith, like all I can do is control me, yeah. my circumstances, love everyone around me, and take each moment as it comes. Right. And then whatever the new challenge, new hurdle might be, I'll approach it when it gets there. But I'll keep a smiling face and embrace it to the best of my ability. So... I mean, I'm just in awe of your story. It's amazing. Simply amazing. Well, I'm in awe of it, too. I mean, it's Pauline's <laughs> story. You know what I mean? We're just, like I said, we're all just here along for the ride, um, kind of watching her do her thing. But uh, we've, a- we've been able to do some, some pretty incredible things for other people, for our family, um, because, of, uh, because of that. And, I, you know, like I said, we had the seed of an idea 10 years ago and didn't make the moves to make it happen until things were, you know, uh, pretty dire and that's I think you know kind of brings it back to full circle which is how are you going to deal with the circumstances that are handed to you should we just give up and, and uh, be sad um, no we can be sad but that doesn't mean we give up you know you can you can um, you can have some difficulties and turn that into um, the fire that gets things started for you you know what I mean and you know we say that all the time that um, Pauline's been forged in fire. The whole entire business has been, and uh, uh, it's been a, a very big blessing in our lives. You know, and it's a weird thing to to say when you're talking about uh, a, you know a stage four cancer diagnosis to to look at that as a blessing. But again, here we are saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we wouldn't be sitting here without it, and we wouldn't have the business without it, and we wouldn't be affecting lives. Um, the way that we are back at home without it and who knows where we're going to go from here 
because tomorrow is a whole new set of circumstances. We're going to take that and we're going to try to do the best we can with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, to take the energy and, and to take her energy and manifest it in, in, you know, a business proposition that then affects and dramatically improves the lives of 140 people is in and of itself an amazing feat. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I know you're just starting your journey, but you guys are far, far removed from, you know, where someone you know, in, in another world might be, uh, given those circumstances, I think you guys are well on your way to doing some amazing things and have already done many amazing things. Thank you know, you. 140 people is, is, is that's inspiration, uh, for probably any gym owner out there who's thinking about, well, if I only have 50, uh, members, you know, maybe, maybe I need to maximize the amount of revenue or the amount of advertising I'm spending to get 200 members. And I think a lot of people would argue, certainly the gym management space that are, are, sophisticated on the measure would say invest your time and effort into delivering value to those 50 people uh and then you'd be amazed what happens in a year absolutely so yes. we totally agree with that That's and what we you say. know yep. we we have never set a number as a goal right we set an attitude as a goal we set a culture you know as a gym as our goal we want it to be a positive place we don't accept bullying you know on any level and uh and we don't accept you know negative attitude y you can you can have a, a crappy attitude you know or pissy attitude after a bad workout that's okay double but unders <laughs> for me <laughs> <But> <laughs> i will never leave happy <laughs> but on the day with burpees or burpee box jump overs for me <laughs> are, you, are you still smiling through that <laughs> give me a minute yeah <laughs> exactly. give me a minute so i will don't be. smile at everything well, yeah, not yeah. during double unders okay. no no okay. human being on the planet <laughs> smiles during double unders no. And watch out! I might actually throw my rope across the roof. So, <laughs> like and, and there we go. We, you know, you can, you know, you can be down, but you can't <laughs> stay down. You know what I mean? And so, um, that's kind of been the culture. And you know, our main focus. And like I said, Ashley and John, my my sister and brother-in-law, uh, are so smart. Uh, and they had said from the very beginning, we are going to focus on the member experience, whether that's ten people, or you know. 300 every single person uh, needs to have a good experience and that's our goal uh, and we take it to heart if uh, if we're not providing that um, so far we've been you know again we've we've been able to provide that positive experience for our people and and that's what we're going to continue to strive to do um, you know that's a big segue into uh, tribe uh, because that was a huge reason as to why we switched from another you know, uh, management software to tribe, um, is because it allows us to focus on the member experience. You know what I mean? We don't all, we don't have to be, uh, front desk people and coaches. Um, we can just be coaches and, uh, and we can let the software and the, the management system kind of do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I'm not a tech guy, you know, and I'm not, I am, I fall apart behind a computer. Um, so to have the things that we have available to us because of, uh, of tribe and um, it allows people like me to just focus on the member experience and make sure that I'm saying hello to each in individual right. member and not worried about checking them in on the computer. I mean, we can make those things happen, you know, pretty intuitively with, with what you guys have provided us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, not to throw the plug in there, but it's, <laughs> been, it's been awesome. And it, yeah. like I said, it helps us. Our goal isn't to be recognized by anybody, right? It, right. Um, it's to, create a member experience that's positive and tribe helps us do that for sure we really yeah. appreciate that that i mean that means a lot especially for the hours that i think our whole team puts in it, it's for 
examples like you guys. It, it's for communities like you guys, that the ones you guys are building. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's a, the entire ethos of, of Tribe is designed around that idea is focusing on member experience and getting it so people who uh, want the want the dedicated information that's detailed and uh, the financial reports uh, to have them if they need them, but to not make it a necessity that uh, you know convolutes somebody's day. Uh, to make it something that is a true resource that they can simply depend on as working in the background uh, and allow them to focus on on the members and, and building that community. And absolutely, and that's, yeah, you that's know, I, I think, you know, our, our family would agree um, as my sister diligently runs, you know, she's coaching a ton of classes. Um, she's, you know, the head coach of our seniors class, um, you know, so she's doing the programming for that as well but in the meantime she is running along with her husband the business side of the gym and all of those things that you talked about are available to them to make the decisions that they need to make you know on the business end uh at the same time just like you said a guy like me who want, who is a coach and not a bookkeeper and, right. and not a computer guy i can focus on just being the best coach that i can be and you know providing that experience to the member as they walk in the door and you know it works seamlessly on both ends so it's been great it's been you guys great. are awesome man i have one final question what what's next for you guys well like i said um you caught us right at the beginning of um i i what i hope to be um, a big part of our business um, aside from the four walls of the gym or outside the four walls of the gym which is going to be um, to kind of give these uh, talks about uh, how we deal with the circumstances that we're given in life um, again all I want to do is take a look at what Pauline is doing and try to put that out there whether it's in the written word or standing in front of a group um, I, I, I want to get that story out to as many people as possible because I think it can be very impactful I think there's a lot of people, and it doesn't have to necessarily, your circumstances don't have to include cancer. Um, they can include a lot of different things. Like we all live our own lives, but the, you know, at the end of the day, you, you are given the circumstances that you're given. Stop thinking that it's lucky or unlucky and start, you know, deciding what you want to do um, about those circumstances. So uh, that's what we're going to, we're, we're hoping that that, you know, starts to turn into something. Again, now we're talking about another seed of an idea. In the meantime, I'm going to stay doing... Just to inspire people, yeah. like you said. Yeah. I'm going to stay doing my job. Pauline's going to stay doing her job. And we're going to live... We're going to raise our kids and, and be a family. And then uh, we're going to continue to try to grow the gym. My sister and, and, you know, Ashley and John, my sister and brother-in-law, are, are working really hard to, to make sure that, you know, we, we maintain the culture that we set out to maintain, um, provide the excellence that we set out to provide, and not, not get lost in, you know... Is money what we really look at as success? Is the number of members what we really look at as success? Or is it how are those people being impacted on a day-to-day -day basis? And I think if we keep our sights on that, then we'll, we'll probably stay true to who we are. But that's, what, that's what's next. Continue to grow the business and then, again, try to take this message outside the walls of the gym and, and you know, put it in. Getting it to as many people. Yeah, put it in front of can. people. Yeah. yeah. Right on, guys. That yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much again for sharing your story. We really, really yeah. appreciate Thank it. And you. for saying Thank the you. nice things about Tribe. I mean, that, that goes a long way with us. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, thanks for letting Great. us be a part of this. Of and it was awesome to meet you guys. Awesome and to I meet think you, Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a good relationship. So we hope you found this episode valuable, guys. If you did, we would love it if you could review us wherever you're listening to it. Give us five stars. Let us know what you liked. Of course, subscribe and share it with your friends. 
And don't forget to reach out to us if you'd like to be featured yourself or if you want to nominate a guest to be on the show next. You can do this by emailing us over at community at tribe.com. And that's tribe, T-R-I-I-B.com. Thanks and talk to you soon.